1035, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. That's a lot of podcasts, bro. 1035. That's a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. We've done more podcasts than you've done songs in your career. Maybe and not. You've done more than a thousand songs? I probably I've definitely done more than a thousand songs. I just haven't released more than a thousand oh, songs. Oh wow! I've absolutely done more than a thousand songs. Either, Either way, way, it's a lot of songs. We're and both a lot prolific. Of we're both prolific in what we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and from just down the street, a permanent resident of Nashville. Finally, she has a home. She's not homeless. She's not traveling the world. Uh, please welcome our very own downtown Emily Brown. Hey y'all. Uh, Emily, I notice your background is pointed, your camera's pointed basically to the ceiling. Do you not want us to see the state of the apartment you're just moving into? Uh, like- yes. Yeah. I've been here for five <laughs> days and there are probably a thousand and thirty five boxes I need to finish <laughs> unboxing. So um, what is it? You- what's a, could tell me this. You've lived out of a suitcase, a suitcase for a year. Mm-hmm. And then you went to the storage unit and got everything you've ever owned in your life, everything you've ever purchased, and you brought it yeah. to Nashville. And you're going through it. Is it like Christmas morning? Is it you're going like, this is amazing? Or are you going, why do I have this? I don't need this. What What's going on right now? Yes, all of that. Um, it is like the most overwhelming Christmas morning. Because like you said, so I went from a suitcase and like a couple bags to a 10 by 10 storage unit with like all of my stuff in it. And as I'm unboxing it, it really is like, oh my gosh, I forgot I bought this. There's so many things. And I I do have a pile also on the floor in the corner that you can't see of things that it's like, why did I think I wanted to keep this? Let me just get rid of this or sell it or something. So Emily, you know, your, your plight of, of not knowing what to keep, what to sell during this whole move and jumping on a Zoom where we can observably see that you're in the middle of this this process. Yeah. Now I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> trashing your background. I'm just saying it looks like someone who just moved into an apartment, right? right. Yeah, yeah, that's the vibe I'm going for, and I yeah. think I've achieved it. <laughs> Moving well, chic is what the, yeah. the aesthetic <laughs> well, is. Well, look, it, it reminds me of an idea I had recently, and 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 I'm glad this came up because I would have forgotten this idea. I come up with a lot of ideas <laughs> at night. And a lot of them just float away. You're like, into the ether. You're like Kramer's business ideas. <laughs> that, that's you at night. Yeah. I need an intern to absorb these for me. Okay. I can't be responsible <laughs> for implementation. I can't be responsible for recording. You're or the idea guy. You're not the implementation guy. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I can only do so much. All right. Right. Um, and I had an idea, and I think it could be a Netflix show. Like, you, you, where, uh, you know, like there's, there's all these like design shows, Chip and Joe, they've got a whole empire. From just you know shiplap. tearing down drywall and finding shiplap in in houses in suburban Waco, yeah. Or you look at the McGees yeah. in 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 Salt Lake or whatever in mm-hmm. the, in their show where they're just you know going into these prairie homes and just redoing a room to make them look like a restoration hardware showroom. <laughs> like that's their business model, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not throwing shade. I like the show. Mm-hmm. I like Shay and Sid. They're charming. But uh, but that's the that's the vibe, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's take this Salt Lake City uh, suburban playroom and and make it look like it's it, it came out of Restoration Hardware. 
this is a much uh, a smaller scale for a show, but it's it's designers who only focus on Zoom backgrounds. And they come into your home and they position a laptop and they are going to give you a Zoom background for whatever you want to accomplish. Whether you want to be successful in a business meeting, maybe some sort of like friend meetup, maybe you're, uh, it's a job interview, whatever it is, what you tell them the vibe that you mm-hmm. want to communicate whether it is it is power, whether it is you know fashionability, whether it is you know professionalism, and they will vibe out like half a wall in your house. That is, it's a professional level Zoom background because right now I'm looking at Cameron. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. His looks pretty pro. I mm-hmm. mean, he looks like you could be at NASA right now. He's got sound panels. Looks pretty cool. Uh-huh. Derek's always looks super dope. It looks like he is in. Like the the bowels of a music studio, which I'm assuming you are. There's there's mm-hmm, awards mm-hmm. and accolades and technology behind you. Jason has a picture of it looks like a portrait of an of an elderly gentleman praying. Uh, it I, looks I'm like he has a praying. picture of Joe Biden in the background, like a painting of Joe Biden. Joe Biden praying. It's like a white haired man praying with his I hands think folded. A, if you grew up in like an old Southern house, you know that photo because I'm telling you, my grandparents had that one. Are you serious? A hundred percent. Yeah. Your grandparents had a photo of uh, Joe Biden in the prank? J- Jason is our uh, producer. For listeners who don't know, he's been quiet for the last few months, but here he is. He's actually going to be on a game in the next episode. Oh, so, good. Uh, Jason, good introduction. What, who's, is, who's what, this what is this art behind you? It's uh, I think it's actually called Daily Bread. So it's a guy that's praying. There's a loaf of bread and a Bible and his glasses on the thing. So this is like mm-hmm. a thing. It's like footprints. It's like a lot yeah, of people have similar, this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, most grandmas have this in there. And, and <laughs> to be completely honest with you, like, and I'm not ashamed. Okay, my grandma yeah. had. <laughs> well, yeah. she she didn't have a picture of a white haired old man like praying. No, <laughs> sorry, Derek. <laughs> I should have restructured that. I should have restructured that statement. Yeah. Most white grandmas you? have this, um, but hey, but but, I, but I'm sure y'all don't have a. Uh, uh, a, a painting of Jesus with dreadlocks, topless with his. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's I don't not, think like, it's called topless. No, yeah. he don't have a shirt on. But I'm he, saying, like, you don't say a topless for a guy. I mean, je- there's a lot of Jesuses where his, his torso but, but, is. But 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 hey, here's look, it. we we are equal opportunity here. Like yeah. we when you say topless, we do not I think discriminate. It's lewd. It's not lewd if Jesus doesn't have a shirt on. Why is it I, not lewd that Jesus don't have a shirt on? Talk about it. Because it's not lewd for guys. I mean, I don't listen, know. Listen. I feel like I personally yeah. feel like that is a stereotype. I feel like that is a hypocritical perspective on how we view people. If women being topless is offensive, then men being topless is offensive as well. All right. Here's the thing. We are in the weeds, and this proves my point. Okay. Because what happens when too many business meetings, too many business calls, this happens, right? And, 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 and you guys are lying if you're saying it's untrue. You get into the business call and these are strangers, right? And you're trying to, you're trying to do some deals. We all have been on the Zoom connects, right? All you're thinking about and you're casting judgments on what is in the people's background. I get distracted and I start thinking about these same kind of rabbit holes. Is that a topless Jesus back there? What, what's happening? We were meeting with a client and there was... There was two people. There was two people on the client in two different locations. They were working remotely. One lady was from her bedroom. It was clearly her bedroom. The bed mm-hmm. was behind her and all that stuff. And the other lady was out in her main living area. It was a beautifully curated bookshelf behind her. Yep. It was very chic. And of course, I'm impressed with one. And I'm kind of looking at the other one, going, 
this is a meeting. Why are we in your bedroom with you? This is too intimate. I don't like yeah. it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm judging. I, I agree with you, Jesse. Well, that's why this, so this is the whole Netflix show. You don't want people when you're in a business or you are in any kind of zoom situation, you don't want them distracted by the background because most time I can't even pay attention to the meeting because I'm analyzing the backgrounds. I just, it just happens. Look, I'm, I'm but is, it, is that the background's fault or is that your fault? That's a question. Uh, uh, is uh, it your again, ADD's fault or is it the background's fault? Again, irrelevant because it's happening. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not to like so, destroy so, so this whole business model, Jesse, but why can't I just throw up like a green screen background or just blur my background? I do that. Like, quite the, often. like the TikTok backgrounds where you're kind you of like can. in and out. Yeah. Be, but of, when yeah. people blur their backgrounds, I make assumptions. I do too. Okay. Like, what are you trying yeah. to hide? I've yeah, been blurring exactly. my background all week in our staff meetings and I finally broke down the walls today. We made her. Under the uh, side note, I'm about to send y'all the the photo, the painting that's in my daughter's <laughs> house. I think you need to put it in your background, Derek. <laughs> Hold on, let me do it. Is right he gonna now. have a big shirtless Jesus I'm about looming to do behind it him right now? <laughs> Derek, the great thing about this this image and and the reason why, if I was on my Netflix show that's where unreal. I zoom out, you know, pimp my Zoom or whatever we're gonna call it, <laughs> zoom out. I like zoom out. Zoom out. Zoom, Zoom out. Yeah. out. Derek, this is in like your grandmother's it. house? Huh? This is in your grandmother's house? For sure. It's really, I mean, it really tells the whole story of Christ in a, in a how, series of images. How do I put this as my background? I'm that is lewd. Okay, background. I agree with you. That shirtless Jesus is problematic. I agree with you. Where did she get this from? Your grandma hey, is bro. lusting after Jesus. I'm sorry. Bro, black, black people, every... A lot of black people, I don't say every black people because we're not a monolith, but a lot of black people have this this painting somewhere. Somebody, it's somebody, somebody has this painting. That's amazing. I've, I have seen this. I have seen this image before. You've now, seen but, it, But again, sure. th- this is, I, I would go in, I would interview the client right. about what they want to express. What are some things about, what's some artwork that represents you and your family, whatever it is. And then I zoom it out. So that way, when you jump in, because <laughs> I'm suspicious of people with blurry backgrounds always. If someone's in their bedroom, I'm examining yeah. and, and, and making judgments about their bedroom. Right. If someone has like a fake office background, you see those every once in a while. So yeah. like you can download those them. are the best. Th- those ones, again, very suspect. Okay. That's why you hire this service to come in and zoom out. I like it. it. Again, it's this is a felt need. And and I don't know. Frankly, I'm surprised no one's no one's had this business yet. You know? <laughs> How are we gonna make that into like a 20 minute episode though? It's Actually, kind of, of those, a five minute situation. Some of those DIY ones are like 45 minutes long. But, you know, they're doing construction. Kind of they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, is, well, this obviously, Jesse's just going to. Are you going to just tear the wall out for no reason Jesse's just to just, make the uh-huh. show better? Jesse's just going to move a bookshelf and hang a picture. Well, that's they're all he's going to do. For that. Demo day is the first 15 minutes where I'm running <laughs> through drywall like chip gains. I'm I'm the light, livening it up. That's you got to. We, we we vamp a little. We vamp a little in the show. You All know right. that's part of these shows. And then there's a little cutaway to some little side B plot back at the the zoom out offices and like the you're taking your kids to the, uh, the to a zoo food truck or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. I hope that this show goes like. I hope this show goes like um, extreme makeover home edition style, where you say like, um, yeah, I like music, and then they just build. The most elaborate. Or pimp my ride. Pimp my yeah. ride back in yeah. the nineties. Like, like you mentioned that, one yeah. part of yeah. your personality. I like, I like the movies, and they put a popcorn machine in your in yeah. their trunk they built an and entire a movie projector. And a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I want. I want. Well, that. that's well because I'm trying to I'm trying to help these people. Okay, <laughs> Any t- no one casually zooms. 
Okay. When you're zooming, business is happening. You got to, you got to put your best face forward. If you're about to close a deal and one person has a sweet thematic movie centric, like he's got fake Oscars and everything back there. And one person has like a blurry background or, 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 you know, it has an unmade bed. Which one's you closing the deal? I agree. Okay. If if they take care of their zoom, they're going to take care of you. All right. Speaking of taking care of yourself, our guest today, the one and only Rob Lowe is joining us later. He has a That's new movie awesome. that just came out on Friday. What's interesting about the timing is I am in the middle of re-watching, re-binging Parks and Rec. And I am in the throes of Chris Traeger right now. And it just so happens that Rob Lowe is going to be on our show this week. I, I wish, and this is hindsight, I wish Emily was able to ask him how similar to Chris Traeger is he in real life because I feel like he wasn't acting. I get the I get a Rob Lowe vibe from that character. I I, I feel like all the characters from Parks and Rec are are basically highly exaggerated versions yeah. of the act. Chris oh, Pratt was you know. Andy, you know, yeah, yeah. totally. Well, Aubrey Plaza was, uh, you know, um, April, yeah, April. Rashida and Jones it, was Rashida Jones. I agree with you. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Ron Swanson, yeah, I think there's real uh, Nick Offerman in there. Emily, from your experience, because you interviewed Mr. Mm-hmm. Lowe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get did you get strong Chris Traeger vibes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really was like I was talking to Chris Traeger, except for the inflections. I was waiting for a literally, but that never came, and that's the only, that was the only difference. Was but was he like super kind? So kind, like, so respectful. Yeah. Um, and we know we, that in real life, he's like done keto for 20 years right. or Atkins or something like that. And like and the so movie's about his family and like him, he even like brought up his own sons and you can just tell he like loves them so genuinely. Like it just was so pure and sweet. And what if he's, he's like an actual like jerk in real life? Like what if that's <laughs> just great possible. acting? I don't think it's possible. It'd be awesome. Then he would be the greatest actor of our life. He's a menace. He's yeah. a menace. Like his kids are eating, and he just smacks the cereal off the table. Like wow! Like what if he's just a menace? He he. Like, he's the type that every time he walks into Starbucks, it's it's a whole thing. Like it's right. a whole scene. Like Everyone's he gets offended when they ask. He's his a name. Karen. Uh, You're saying Rob Lowe's a Karen in real life? I'm saying it would be very satisfying if he was. Because well, we, I think we saw like the real him when he did that reality show with his son, where they were like chasing ghosts and stuff. I, th- I think you. I think they were Sasquatch hunting. Sasquatch hunting. That's what it was. He was what? The, Jesse, a Jesse what? watched it. What was it? Yeah, it was. You know, there's an old thing in Hollywood. Uh, you know, two for them, one for you. Right. Okay. You do two big blockbusters, then you do the little indie movie that you've okay. been wanting to do. You know, it seems like Rob Lowe had a lot of goodwill built up at one of these studios uh, for all his like network sitcoms that he's done. Okay. And they're like, and he's like, finally, can I do my reality show? They're like, yeah, pitch us Rob Lowe, a Rob Lowe reality show. How bad could it be? I'm going to take my two completely unknown sons who are not in the entertainment business and do a Sasquatch hunting reality show. Oh. Somebody owed Rob Lowe a favor because he made a whole <laughs> season of this show. Maybe he blackmailed him. Yeah, I think I think Rob Lowe's been blackmailing people into doing cryptozoology uh, like, reality series. Like I sons. told you, I told you, probably <laughs> you but might either, be just acting. But but either way, he had some chips to play, and I'm glad that he brought his sons into the business. And their big grand idea was a Bigfoot hunting show. <laughs> because if there's one thing when I think about Bigfoot, yeah, <laughs> I think where's Rob Lowe been this whole time? Why isn't he involved in this? Wait, did they find the been? Bigfoot? Like, how close did they get? No, it, it doesn't exist. Of course, they, they heard some no, things. They I heard know. some things. There's you no know. guarantee that Bigfoot doesn't exist. Thank you. We don't know. We don't know if he exists or not. I, Emily, quite frankly, I'm 
I'm a little upset that this wasn't uh, the focus of the entirety of the interview <laughs> was his theories and experiences. Um, you know, maybe we can get him back on the blower. Yeah. And, uh, I'd say, hey, and I got a follow-up question real quick. I got a follow-up question. Let's talk about Sasquatches. What are your thoughts about Sasquatches? Yeah. yeah. You should oh, have man. Tim Keller interview him and Elvish about Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> that is for a very specific That audience. was like a Mad Lib that you just said. It was like, you know, I need a name and I need a... No, no lie. That's, Tim that's, Keller knows Elvish. He's a big Lord of the Rings fan. No. He knows Elvish. He can actually oh, he can yeah. speak it. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you an associated I'm gonna read you an Associated Press headline from the year 2017. And Emily, I'm 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 pretty shocked that this wasn't part of the research. This is the headline, okay? Yes. This is from two and, and I had Give no prep for this. This was just in Give in, it to us. I just I've just been on this beat for since, you know, five years now. This is the headline. This is the Associated Press. Rob, sorry. Rob Lowe says he's fe he feared death during Bigfoot-like encounter. Um, I'll read the, the lead. Rob Lowe says he thought he was going to be killed during an encounter with a Bigfoot creature while filming his new A&E docuseries. Um, it goes on from there. It sounds like a harrowing experience. Uh, I've seen this. Uh, there's another headline. Rob Lowe says he had near-death experience with Bigfoot. Again, okay, Emily. So he, he met Bigfoot? Is that what I'm hearing? A Bigfoot-like creature. Um, we don't know. Okay. I don't think he's certain. But clearly, uh, it uh, you know was, was rattling. So if we can get him back on, I don't know what the, the publicity cycle is, but I would like to get to the bottom of this one. I can't believe that he had an encounter. I need to watch that show. Yeah. There's like Sasquatch hunting communities where they, and people are like, swear that they've seen or from a distance like seen a bigfoot because i think there's supposed to be like more than so the lore goes there's supposed to be like more than one of them there's like a little family so it's like a gorilla pack it's like a there's sure. the dad and the mom and the kids yes. and got mr it. sasquatch mrs sasquatch so yeah. are, harry, are we talking about harry and the hendersons now yeah is that what we're doing mm -hmm. the weird thing is if north like i think of pacific northwest for sasquatch but if you go to the North Georgia mountains, just north of Atlanta, going up toward Blue Ridge, there is a Sasquatch Bigfoot Museum right there on the side of the road. And you can go and apparently in the Appalachians, they see Sasquatches. Well, this, so. his encounter, his encounter, which he claims he was, he said he thought he was going to be killed, uh, was in the Ozark Mountains. I just sent you okay, guys a link. That's Arkansas. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I think. Uh, They're all over. I told y'all we can't we can't disqualify that Bigfoot may be real. All right. Well, there you go. That's why people tune in for our, our theories about Sasquatches. <laughs> what else do they tune in for? Our theories about Bigfoot and Rob Lowe's involvement with them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we got a big show. Uh, Rob Lowe's coming up later. We have your feedback at the end. But stay tuned. Right now, up next, it's Relevant Buzz. Too, when that bowling league and the knocks the song is i like to hide in the bathroom at parties who doesn't season four of the chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in 
Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. All right, bringing us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Please welcome Emily. What's going on? Um, okay, I want to start off talking about this really interesting report that just got released. Um, Oxfam, which is an international poverty charity, they crunched the numbers and found that if government started taxing billionaires just 5%, it would generate enough money to lift 2 billion people out of poverty. Mm. Wow. Aren't they? So they're wow. not already taxed at a greater rate than that? No. I mean, I know, I know no, there's most like, billionaires pay no mm-hmm. tax. I mean, capital gains and whatever's, it's all like hidden between LLCs and shell companies and stuff like that. I mean, even mm-hmm. Trump filed yeah. his returns. They became public recently. In one year, he paid like a million dollars and he paid zero in 2021. So, but like what, what mm-hmm. they're, what they're saying is if there was like a flat 5% income tax for billionaires, it would lift 2 billion people well, out of poverty. If, if that and was they would also reallocated. be getting a deal of a lifetime because, I, I mean, regular income tax, way more than 5%. Way more. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, 35, 45. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they're, so Oxfam is like now kind of, they've released a support and they're just really trying to push out awareness to government saying like, you really should consider this. It could help so much. And even billionaires, are, there are some billionaires at least that are really supportive of this. Bill Gates is actually very vocally supportive of it. And he's like the... I think he's fifth richest person in the world. Um, mm. And like he recently did a Reddit, uh, ask me anything. And someone asked about taxing the rich and he was like very supportive of it. And he, you know, even called out, you know, a lot of times rich people can feel out of touch um, with what's going on in the world, but he does a lot of charity work. So he knows like that if you just tax again, 5% tax, 2 billion people could be affected by it. The thing about Bill though, he's, he's different. I mean, he's literally said like, I'm giving all of my wealth to right. the Gates Foundation and global global work. And he's like, he said, over the, the rest of my life, you will watch me drop down the list of the world's wealthiest and eventually off of the list. He's like, that's what I'm intentionally doing. So, of course, he's going to be the one saying, yeah, tax mm-hmm. the wealthy. Uh, didn't Eli, I read in the piece, Elon Musk came out against yeah, this idea, Elon Musk, right? Elon the second like, richest person in the world. He does not want to do it. Um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it is That's like the most stuff. Elon thing there is. Yeah. No surprise there. <laughs> yeah. Two billion people can be lived out of poverty. Yeah. He's like, nope. And that's the, it's <laughs> just know? 5%. Like, like it's not even like, like you said, like Gates has said he wants to give away pretty much all of his wealth. No one's asking Musk to give away. I mean, I guess some people are asking Musk to give away his wealth, but this is just asking him to give 5%. He's giving it away on his own. He's that's lost $120 billion that's dollars probably in the last year. the reason why he doesn't want a 5% tax. He's like, nah. Look, tw- between Twitter and Tesla, I'm cool, bro. Like, just y'all got y'all's out of me. <laughs> Did you see last week it came out that he set the world record for like the most money ever lost by an individual when he, he's lost $120 billion that's in a, a year. That's a heck of a record. And, um, and yet he's still the second something. richest person in the world. That means he had a lot yeah. of money. All right. What else is going um, on? Okay. So this is coming out Friday. And so hopefully you're listening to this. If you tune in uh, to the Tonight Show tonight, Tomine Wigway will be making his Tonight Show debut on, no on the Jimmy Fallon Show, which is really exciting. And it's going to be crazy. You nice. already know it. 
Have you have you guys ever seen him live? I did. I yes. saw him at ACL this last year. <laughs> yes, it, he's phenomenal. He seems like an artist that you know because I've only seen like his music videos and stuff. But he seems like an artist that takes performing very seriously. Yeah, the not visual, not just like yeah. the music seriously, but like the experience. What, Derek, in your experience working with him, what what's his approach to kind of a, a, a live performance? Nah, so he was in Nashville and uh, he gave me tickets to come come check him out. And it's honestly one of the best hip hop performances I've ever been to. And I'm talking yeah. about top top to bottom in the sense of, I mean, even when he came to Nashville, he he didn't even have the budget that he has now. But it's just the thought in every detail as far as the show is concerned, right. even from just what the DJ spinning, like the vibe that's being set, the whole experience was it was one of the best shows i've been to for sure he's he's a great performer i i love i love hip-hop i love him as an artist but i found that i don't ever feel like putting on one of his albums and just listening to it right but i love watching him yes i i yes. like his music is better visually yes. to me than it is just put it on in the car when i'm running errands you know what i mean it's like it's not something I want to listen to very often, but I want to watch it. And anytime he's performing, anytime he has a video, I'm enamored. Yeah. You know, he's an interesting artist. Yeah. I, I've never really experienced somebody like that before, you know? Yeah. He's a great visual artist. Like it's, yeah. it's like what you're watching is literally art. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. it, you're, you're and watching. It's, it's almost as, it's as important as the music, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, it's like he writes music with the visual in mind, you know, which is interesting. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. They're doing something special over there for sure. It's similar, yeah. like, it's almost like the approach Radiohead used to take, you know, where each album was like this sort of like thematic yeah. experience. I kind of get that vibe, you know, in, in, in a lot of his work that it is thought out on a lot of different levels, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. 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 A lot when of I saw detail, him at ACL, he, like, he wasn't a headliner, <laughs> but he was like still one of the main acts, but he was really the only performer I saw who like honestly did something with the stage like everyone else maybe had like some lights or something but he like completely transformed the stage brought out all these dancers and just all these like really cool visual elements so i'm excited to see what he does tonight i think it's going to be like really really good i have high hopes and this is a year this is the year of toby i mean oh, like yeah. he's nominated for a grammy he's doing the tonight show he's like it's like he's gonna be in the transformers movie yeah, he's gonna be in the Transformers movie that comes I, out this summer. It's crazy. Not, as a like his his music will right. He's not actually no. He's acting in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of a role he has, but that's pretty. He because awesome. he let it out like a year or two ago behind the scenes that mm -hmm. he was asked to be in the movie and he was kind of filming behind the scenes yeah. on social media. I don't so, know how yeah. big of a role he's gonna be, but I mean that's still awesome that he gets to be in a Transformers movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's really huge. Cool. All right, killer. what else you got? Um, the last thing is actually sort of like two news items I want to combine together. Um, there's a lot of artists that have announced that they're like finally back in the studio that we're really excited about. Um, two in particular is Donald Glover announced that he is back. The Childish Gambino will be making music again. Yeah, he said Childish Gambino was retired. He was done with it. And now he's like, yeah, I'm back in the studio. I know. And I bought tickets to his last tour thinking yeah. I could trust him. Mm -mm. Artists yeah. never retire. No matter, it's like it's yeah. like NBA players who have to retire. Yeah. They just don't have an outlet for the competitive juice That's anymore, it. so they go they into gambling or he braided. Yeah, they Tom Brady. Yeah, he, come back. We love Childish Gambino. We yeah yeah. yeah that, That's just how it is. And the thing with like you're not forced to retire as a music artist, at, unlike other things. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a music artist, you could put it out as long as as you're able to use your your gift. You know what I'm saying? So. But just anytime an artist say they're retiring, just don't believe them. Just, just all right, 
Well, don't. I was bamboozled. I love I love what Andre 3000 did mm-hmm. after after their huge hit in early 2000s and stuff. He just stopped making music for a while. And like he'll show up every now and again doing a, a feature on somebody mm-hmm. else's track. Mm-hmm. But he did an interview around that time that he said, like, I think I'm done putting out albums because he said there's nothing worse than being like in hip hop than becoming uncool. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I don't want to become uncool. I don't want to be that guy who's unaware that music has moved on and I'm holding on to an old thing. I don't want to be lame. So I'm just going to let the next generation come and do their thing and I'll step to the side. That's He was intentional about it. And then he just comes in as an OG every once in a while and does a feature. But he didn't make like a big announcement that I'm retiring. He just did. But it was an intentional thing for him. Yeah, but I, 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 I like. But I and I don't like that. I wish I could. Really? I, I, I wish we had more you know, Andre too. I, you I know. wish I could yeah. go and I, if, if I had a chance to talk to Andre right now, I would tell him that your art is necessary, whether it is, um, whether it is dominating the charts or not, because he's an act. Unlike a lot of people, he's an actual artist. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. a he. Yeah. Like he's a painter. It's almost like it's almost like if. Um, I don't know. It's it's as if a, a classic painter was like, you know, or if Shakespeare was like, you know what? I'm done writing. I don't I don't want to write because I want to leave space for everybody else. It's like, nah, Shakespeare, we need the art. Like we need the art, you know what I'm saying? But he's right he's right about the cool thing in hip hop. Hip hop is so aggressive. You have to be aggressively cool in hip hop mm-hmm. and I hope that hip hop eventually matures out of that. And I think we're seeing that, right? With yeah. Jay-Z and other artists, but it's like, man, the fact that an artist of his caliber in just raw creativity has a level of nervousness about coming back not because he doesn't think he can make great art but because he doesn't know if the art's going to be received as cool or not that breaks right. my heart for him you know what i'm saying yeah. well he, he that's what he was saying he's like he said there's nothing worse than an artist that doesn't realize they became lame yeah you know and he's like I, i'm not going to become that person right i'm not and he's just and he stepped aside yep. and i'm like going man Lee, uh, he left us wanting more but you know who else did that daniel day lewis mm-hmm. and acting he just said i've done the work i want to do and I'm done doing, I'm done doing it. Yeah. I've, I've said what I want to say. And I'm like, he's my favorite actor. Please make more movies. Right. And he, he's just like, no, I don't want to dilute what I've created. Right. By not yeah. being as great in the future. Yeah, that's like, dope. Yeah. Cool. It's, mean, just, that, it's just Jordan it's walking sad. off. Now, that's a weird example because yeah. he ended yeah. up coming well, because back. We, and then, I, yeah. Think about Jordan. Like if, I wish he didn't go to the Wizards, right? Yeah. I wish he would have just gone out on a high note. Yeah. Anyway. But... Jordan on the Wizards was getting buckets. I watched a clip the other day of 40-year-old Jordan putting up 45 at 40 years old. Buckets. And yeah. Yeah. It, but but it's about, and I feel like this is probably not just with athleticism, but with anything, it's about consistency. You know, it's about like, can you do it night to night, album to album, movie to movie, you know? Right. Um, and then you, but but then you see artists on the other side of it who who stop caring and are like my fans know i have it in me but i'm also like you think about like an adam sandler or something where mm-hmm. he's like i don't care if i'm uncool i don't care if you know 80 percent of my movies are obviously just plays for netflix money or mm-hmm. or or lowest common denominator i still have uncut gems in me i still have these you know or or hustle or or like good stuff in me but i'm just going to pick and choose and not care about the cool I also wish more artists were like that, where they're like, they don't, you know, like I said, the two for two for them, one for one for, you know, one for us, uh, two for them. 
I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing where artists stop really caring about how they're perceived and care more about their freedom to make what they want, at, you know, and have other people pay for it. I, I, yeah. I think that's a good thing. Like, know? I think an example of that too is John Malkovich. Like, John Malkovich was on a crazy, like, primetime run. Like, he was in a bunch of... Then he just started doing weird stuff. Like, yeah. just cr a, a movie about himself inside of a... Like, it, it was just... Just out there, man. Like I, I think there's a happy medium because at some point you kind of you don't want to Nicholas Cage your career too. Because you know what I'm saying? Because Nicholas, yeah. <laughs> like, Nick, what do you mean Nick, by that? But <laughs> Nick, but but, but I but love look. Nick, but Nick being some movies, you like, bro? Come on, dog. <laughs> like, no, it's yeah. true. You know but he's also, but he's also on the other side of the coin. He's done stuff that only he could do. That's actually pretty dope. True. You know, true. like no one else is going to do Pig or. You know, some of these kind of more eclectic ones yeah. that you're like, he's the only guy that can get away with it. And the only That's reason he can't get away with it is because, you know, he made, he, you know, he made his bag doing, like I said, kind of the Sandler thing. I don't know. I, I get both sides of it. Like artists right. that want to preserve yeah. their yeah. legacy and artists, artists that understand the commercial compromise, you know, um, but I mean, Andre, Andre just comes off. He's intentional. If yeah. he does something, it's special. For sure. And... He's not trying. He's not. He's not Jordan on the Wizards. He's not doing it for no reason. He's intentional about what he does, and he's. I, I mean, I respect it. I just love Andre. I love Daniel Day Lewis. I wish we could get more art from them. Thanks. But all right, that'll do it for Relevant Buzz. We're covering a lot of stuff every day over at relevantmagazine.com. Make sure to check it out. The intersection of faith, culture, life, justice. It's great. Follow us on all the socials. All right, stay tuned. Up next, Bruce Traeger joins us. to Mont Duhamel. The song is King Without a Crown. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Rob Lowe. You probably know him from The West Wing, Parks and Rec, or a ton of other shows and films he's been part of. Uh, he sat down with Emily to discuss his new Netflix film, Dog Gone, and gave some advice to anyone who's trying to find their way in the world. Uh, the movie came out last Friday on Netflix. You should check it out. Here's our conversation with Rob Lowe. Um, okay, in the film, you are the father of a college grad who hasn't figured out a career path. And I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. So what advice would you give to young adults who are trying to find their way in the world? Yeah, it's it's one of the reasons I wanted to do the movie, to talk about that theme, um, you know, raising two sons. It's, it's near and dear to my heart. I mean, look, if you could figure out 
a way to do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. You know, it's a cliche, but it's true. I certainly was able to. And for some people, it's a, it's a, it's a search. And, and for some people, it's really not easy. And I think it, it's, it's important to be okay experimenting. And it's okay to say, this isn't for me. Um, but then when you find it, then, you know, then you really, I think, grab on with, with both hands and, and, and try to be the best you can be at whatever that ends up being for you. Um, I, you know, I feel like so many people, they also get paralyzed by fear, um, even once they figure it out. So what would you say to someone who's feeling afraid to pursue those dreams? I would say to my, I would say to my kids, why not you? It's gotta be somebody. Hmm. Why not you? Like, you know, if it's, well, so many people are up for this job or so few people actually make it doing X, Y, and Z, I would say, okay, if that may be true, but somebody is. Why not you? <laughs> yeah, that's totally right. Um, I think it's so simple, but that is such good advice. So the film does a really beautiful job of exploring uh, this parent-child relationship. And it seems like you have um, a pretty healthy one with your sons. Uh, what would you say to someone who's probably entering adulthood, but wants to have a positive relationship with their parent? Yeah, I... I... I think you have to, it's important to recognize that your relationship is going to and is natural to change. And um, there's a certain point where kids need to have their freedom. They need to be autonomous. They want to be autonomous. And that can be super complicated in families. Um, you know, young men, metaphorically traditionally have to stand up to their fathers they do i mean that's in the dna mm -hmm. and you know they have to leave their mothers and it's not just it, it it's not just the literal actual of it all it's the internal enmeshments um it can be really complicated. And then other families don't have these issues at all. They're just, things kind of just naturally go. And and I always just say to people that, you know, your reality is yours. It's not going to be like everybody else's. And at the same time, it is very much like everybody else's. You know, it's interesting. You're talking about like this sort of in us to like leave and be on our own. But in the movie, uh, your son moves back in home and lives back with his family. And that's actually part of a growing trend. There's, I read a report the other day that uh, about half of young adults are all living with their parents again. Yeah. Um, so I'd love your opinion on this. Do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea to move back in with your parents? I think it depends on the relationship and, and what the, the the circumstances are. I mean, my, my kids ostensibly are, are back living with 
uh, me. We have a, we share a house. And when I'm in LA, I live with them. So I, here I thought they'd be out of college and have their own jobs, which they do. And yet we're still watching TV together every night and, you know, whatever. So A, I think it's the way the world is going. And I love it. I love being a part of their everyday life this way. And it's all about how you look at it. And, um, you know, we love it. I love just hearing how positive of a relationship it's been for your family. Um, Because I think everyone always focuses on the negative sides of it. But like you said, there are so many positive things to it, too. Oh, 100%. I mean, particularly because most parents don't get to... I'm going to use the word parent, but it it really isn't that. But most parents don't get to be as involved when their kids are at that age because they're out of the house. So, you know, I, I, I get to participate, learn, maybe teach. So um, otherwise they'd be off and I'd be lucky to get them to have dinner with me once a week. I always love to hear what it was about movies that draws people into this project. So um, you sort of briefly mentioned it, but just what was it about this film that really excited you? Um, that I knew that if we did our jobs, we could make a movie that would make people feel, that would make people cry in, in, a, in a good way, not a, not a traumatic awful the dog doesn't die i'm just gonna say it um but that it would bring people together like this is the kind of movie that everybody can agree on um this is the kind of movie that that speaks to no matter who we are where we are what we believe how we live it this speaks to our shared humanity without putting a too highfalutin point on it um you're gonna put it on and you're just gonna like feel the warm and cozies. That was Rob Lowe. Watch him now on Netflix. Doggone. It's out. All right, stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. Listening to Born at Midnight. The song is Y-O-Y. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we got playing with ChatGPT on the show. Uh, we had it writing sermons. We had it We had it doing a lot of stuff. Um, go, go, go play with ChatGPT if you haven't. It's fun. Um, anyway, so for the question of the week, we asked you to go over to ChatGPT and ask it for a synopsis and name to the sequel of any Christian movie you want. And so you guys sent us what chat GPT came up with, and we're going to read our favorites here on the show. All right. Well, let's, let's start with, with Anne, who (laughs) 
<laughs> I guess she her input was the McGee and me time travel adventure. Um, and here is the artificial intelligence plot synopsis of this film. When McGee and his friends accidentally discover a time machine, they're thrilled at the prospects of visiting different areas and seeing history come to life. So uh, basically that's adventures and odyssey at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we, we crossed have over. Yeah. 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 But there's, <laughs> this is where things seem to take a turn. Uh, but their excitement turns to panic when they realize they've made an error in their calculations and they're stuck in the past. With the help of some unexpected historical figures, they must race against time to fix the machine and return it to the present before they change the course of history. Along the way, they learn important lessons about responsibility, <laughs> teamwork, and the consequences of our actions. Also, not vandalizing the homes of the elderly, which I'm pretty sure was one of the episodes of the actual McGee and Me. Now, I do have a question about this. In McGee and Me, only the kid could see McGee, right? Because it was one of his doodles come to life. Right. And I, I think so. Is that true? I have, it's I been have a very, very long little time, recollection. But I do think that's correct. Yeah. If like uh, McGee, McGee, like he wouldn't appear to like the parents or something, right? Right. Like, oh yeah. It's like his imaginary friend. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So he's going back in time with his doodle <laughs> and they get stuck in the past. You gotta um, be careful about talking about playing with your doodle. Listen, wow. Listen, okay. this All is right. the film. Okay. I, I, Okey-dokey. you know, listen, this one could go to Netflix too. I don't understand how they have a, sh- have a show called, is it cake? And you guys think my zoom idea wouldn't make it beyond a five minute short. <laughs> they have Netflix a whole is- show. They have multiple episodes of a show called, is it cake? And you're thinking my zoom show is a bad idea because we I'm don't sorry. know if it's cake or not, Jesse. <laughs> You should see some of these zooms. They're very elaborate, Derek. Very elaborate zooms. <laughs> these zooms in your mind. You could have fake cake in the zoom background. Okay, you could do a crossover Gosh. episode. I'm just saying. Now that would I'd be interested in that. What if the whole wall was cake? There's your time right. right there, right? That's right. Yeah. What if the it's is, is it is it cake zoom wall edition? Right, you can and eat in the background during the now interview. Now we're talking. The, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this one from uh, Campbell. So he went, he said, I took a little bit of a different tack. He said, what's he, what is more iconic than Carmen's music video, Satan bite the dust. Here's oh, chat wow. GPT sequel to Carmen's music video, Satan bite the dust. It's called chat GPT wrote this. Okay. The Prince of darkness must fall. Wow. The sequel to Carmen's music video, Satan bite the dust picks up where the original left off with Satan defeated and banished back to the depths of hell. But as the video opens, it becomes clear that not that all is not well in the underworld. A sinister force has risen to take Satan's place. And it's up to Carmen and his band to once again, take on the forces of evil. Hang on, hang the video on. Op- hold, hold on. Yeah. Time, time out. Isn't this the plot to Mel Gibson's new passion movie? Except <laughs> flip out. Flip out Carmen for, okay. Well, I got you. All right. Keep going. So Chad GPT, it says this, the video opens with a shot of a dark foreboding castle set deep in the heart of hell. As the camera pans through the castle's twisted halls, it becomes clear that something is not right. Suddenly, the doors to the throne room burst open, and Carmen and his band storm in, ready for battle. As they enter the throne room, they are confronted by the new ruler of hell, a dark and powerful demon known as the Prince of Darkness. The prince, with his army of demons, towers over Carmen and his band, but they stand their ground. 
The music starts to play and Carmen starts to sing the lyrics of the song with his band playing behind him, their instruments serving as weapons of destruction. As the song progresses, the battle between good and evil intensifies. The band uses their instruments to fend off the demons while Carmen uses his powerful voice as a weapon to weaken the prince. As the song reaches its climax, Carmen sings the final lines of the song, Satan bite the dust, but the fight is never done. The Prince of Darkness, weakened by Carmen's powerful voice, is finally defeated and banished back to the depths of hell. The band and Carmen, victorious, they raise their instruments in triumph, signifying that the fight against evil is never truly over. The video ends with Carmen and his band walking out of the throne room, victorious but ready for the next battle. They look out into the darkness, knowing that there will always be more evil to fight, but ready for whatever comes next. Bro. That is amazing. No, that is Give it awful. an Oscar. That hold is on. terrible. I think I, there's a plot hole here. What happened to Satan? Like, <laughs> is Carmen on his I team? I think there's more than one plot hole it's, here. Like, all we know is that a new force has risen up to take over. You're saying Chat GPT's theology is off? You're yeah. That, no, I'm saying his writing is off. Look, look, okay. <laughs> the sinners, a sinister force has risen to take Satan's place. Mm-hmm. He just leaves that dangling out there. Satan never come, <laughs> comes back. Why are you calling it a he? Or she or it? So Car- Carmen is helping Satan get his throne back. Yeah. I'll That's be what honest. it sounds like. He's turning over in his grave right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not liking this. I was uh, not positive what side Carmen was on. <laughs> That's true. That is, uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, there's more where that came from. Go check out our replies at Relevant Podcast on Twitter. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, earlier in the show, we were talking about Jesse's Zoom, Zoom in show, Zoom in, not Zoom out, Zoom in. Zoom in. Wow. Yep. Okay. Zoom in. Zoom in. Because um, it's inside. That's right. You're, I get it. I yep. get it. Zoom in. Take it. Um, insights. You know. To, awful. Insights. Awful. Yep. Mm. Jesse's Netflix show. We mm. got talking about Rob Lowe's Sasquatch reality mm. show. So what we what we want to know from you is, we need to come up. You can even chat. Ask Chat GPT about this. We want to come up with reality show ideas for Netflix along the lines of Jesse's idea, but with celebrity hosts like Rob Lowe's Sasquatch Hunter right. show. So pitch a reality show you would watch and who would host it. Bonus points if they won an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> like bonus points if it's like a legendary, I'm talking about less, a reality show with the most legendary actor you can think of. Like I, Zoom In would have to be either like a Daniel Day-Lewis or like Sir Ian McKellen or something. <laughs> like Sir some, Ian McKellen goes in to fix your Zoom background? He's, yeah. he's, he's no qualifications <laughs> in interior design. He's never even used it. it. He's not even sure what the it. show is. Right. But you just welcome it. Sir Ian McKellen into your I'd home. watch it. Yeah. Oh, I'd watch it. Like, no question. Or Morgan, Morgan, Morgan Freeman uh, yep. on like uh, the cake show. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that would be amazing if Morgan Freeman hosted the Is It Cake show. Yeah. Floor is, lava, floor is lava with Betty White. Oh, she's, yeah. <laughs> New Meryl Streep. I could Meryl, I Meryl, Meryl, Meryl Streep hosting the floor, is, floor lava. is lava with Meryl Streep. She has to demonstrate like how to get across herself. <laughs> yeah. The host isn't up in the up on the bridge. Nah. The host is down. I in love the, it. I love it. She's on one of the obstacles yeah. and they have to like go around her. I love <laughs> it. She's just standing. I love it. She's hosting from the middle of the, the room. Yeah. I, I want to see I want to see Denzel Washington do that glass blowing show. You know what I mean? Blow it away. <laughs> Get him blowing some glass. Just see what happens. 
Yeah. All right, so tell us cool, the, a reality show idea and who would host it. You can hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you can also answer on IG, um, and we'll read our favorites next week. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Rob Lowe for joining us today. Make sure to check out his new movie, Doggone. It's on Netflix now. Um, also, a couple updates. Uh, listen, if you like the show, but you don't like all the ads, you can get it ad-free. Just join Relevant Plus, our ad-free premium content experience subscription. Uh, you get ad-free viewing at relevantmagazine.com. You get an enhanced, beautiful, ad-free version of our digital magazine. You get this podcast ad-free. You get an exclusive uh, subscriber podcast as well, plus more stuff launching in 2023. Plans start as low as $250 a month, and you can find out more information just by clicking the Relevant Plus tab right there at relevantmagazine.com. Also, hey, if you uh, like the music in the show, check out our Spotify playlist. Uh, Heard on the Relevant Podcast is where we put all of the uh, show songs each week. We also have a a worship, indie, hip-hop playlist as well. Go check them out. Just search Relevant over there at Spotify. Okay, on that note, we will wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Miner. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. He just Tom Brady'd it. Relevant Podcast Network.